0: This is the Hofstra Radio Alumni Audio Yearbook. Today is June 13th, 2022.
1: Please tell us your name and the years you were at Hofstra Radio. So my name is Dennis Foley, and I was at WREJU from basically the fall semester of 2009 through the fall semester of uh, 2012. Okay, and what kind of shows did you work on at WREJU? So primarily it was with the news department and with Hofstra's Morning Wake Up Call, though I did dabble a bit with the sports department and uh, also dabble a little bit with music, uh, usually Alt Nation. And um, my final show is actually Gone Country, but that's Mm. a whole other other circus, but primarily news department, uh, Hofstra's Morning Wake Up Call and a little bit of sports
0: so interesting. So many people in, in different eras are like, and I did a country show. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those things. Um, did you work on any of the community service programs or any of the weekend programs?
1: Yes, I worked. Uh, I forget the names of the shows now, but um, I worked a little bit with the Irish show, the Long Ireland show with um, Eileen and um, also worked on the Italian show, which I completely forget the name of and. Um, But that was the one I primarily worked with, at least early on. Um, and I think that may have been it. Okay. Did you have any titles or positions at the station? Yeah, I had a few. Uh, So my freshman year, I became the assistant news director. Uh, Then that summer or fall, I became the associate morning show producer. And then... uh, my sophomore year i became the news director uh that was 2011 um yeah i was the news director there and then uh i uh, did not hold any titles after that
0: and correct me if i'm wrong but by that point it was the the positions were for the calendar year so january to december
1: Mm -hmm. correct Yeah. okay um did you use your own name on air did you have any nicknames or on-air names no, I just use my real name, and I still do today. <laughs> okay. lack the creativity to come up with something cool and fun and not cheesy. Well, it also
0: it also makes it less confusing. You just are yeah. who you are. Especially um, for HR. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, a uh, two-part question here, and you can answer it however it makes sense to you. But I'm always really intrigued at what brought people to the station in the first place. And then if you could describe, if you could bring us to that point... What was the station like? Maybe who you met, what it sounded like, what it smelled like. Uh, were you in the studio? Were you in the office? What was it like when you
1: first got to WRHU? So my first time in the building, is probably the better way to put it, was actually the summer before my freshman year. I had to go on campus to take care of some sort of business, and I knew I wanted to at least inquire about the radio station. And it was primarily because I was going to Hofstra, um, it wasn't for radio and I wasn't sure about news, uh, but ideally I wanted to do something regarding the business aspects of media. And so I went to the college radio station, more or less looking to see if I could do some marketing, uh, like if there's a marketing thing that, that could be involved with that. And so that's how I applied for the station. And again, this was during the summer. So basically, um, I think the office was pretty much empty. And if I remember correctly, I think the person that I talked to at the time was Veronica Souza, who I think either at the time or shortly after, um, she had some titles and I forget if she was the program director of music or if she was the state, I think she was a station manager at some time at some point, but I'm not sure if she had gotten to that status yet when I had first gotten there, but it was pretty much empty. Um, And it was just kind of getting some answers for questions that I had about the radio station and um, basically applied and waited until the fall semester to hear what was going on. So
0: it must have been at least a a good interaction that that you got some good answers and said, I'm going to come back in the fall. There was nothing discouraging or or intimidating or overwhelming or anything like that.
1: No, no. And it was more of, um, you know, I'm pretty laid back. As a Mm -hmm. personality type. Usually um, there are moments where I'm not. And it was one of those things where, I mean, if things didn't work out, they didn't work out. And if, you know, things happen, then things happen. And again, being an incoming freshman, it was just more of me finding things on campus to do when I get to school. And I was a commuter. So um, and it was a weird situation for me because I was I'm originally from Long Island, but I was going to Hofstra after living in New Hampshire. Um, so for me, it was just finding things kind of back on Long Island for me to do. And, um, that's, that was more the mentality going into it was here's something that I could do that's generally in my realm of interest. And that's, um, what got me in the door.
0: So you get into your Freshman semester at Hofstra. Was there a general interest meeting? Was there? Did you come down between classes? Uh, what gets you started at that point?
1: Yeah. So I believe um, I think they took applications and then they did interviews for people to join the station. Um, I don't remember if those were done in the summer or if those were done during the fall semester. But I I was in the fall twenty uh, fall two thousand nine. Training class, um, so that I forget what the timeline was to get everyone lined up and going. Uh, but that was, I think, it was an interview with Bruce Avery and John Santucci. Um, they were the people who interviewed me for the station, and John would go on to be the um, program director of Talk. I think my sophomore year. Um, I think that was was a sophomore year, or may have been my freshman year. I forget exactly who was, where, when. Um, but yeah, they were the ones who did the interview. And then after that, that fall semester did the, um, it was three months, uh, training class. So basically from September through December.
0: So I should probably know this by now because I've, I've talked to enough people of your era and they describe this interview process, but no one's actually said, what are the questions that get asked in this interview session?
1: You know, it's great that you asked that because I don't remember what they <laughs> okay. were. Um, I think they were just more general, like, you know, like what my interests were and what I wanted to do. Um, I think that was more the vein of the conversations. And then, um, you know, it may, may have been a little bit of an ap- uh, attitude or personality aptitude kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was more along the lines of, you know, what are you looking to do and um more or less, what what areas are you interested in? That's probably the, the bigger thing that I remember was, you know, what areas would you be interested in in taking part in? Okay, that sounds like a good little screening process. Yeah, Don't so any psychos showing up, <laughs> right, right, or at least
0: not none that uh, that are going to do any immediate damage. Yeah. Um, so you get into this training class, which is separate from your other yeah. uh, core classes. What uh, what is something that you feel like you learned or was useful in those engineering and announcing classes?
1: Well, part of the biggest thing uh, is that Bruce Avery likes to sleep at night. Um, (laughs) So that's, that's the uh, core message. Uh, So basically don't do anything to, to, you know, prompt a call in the middle of the night to the general manager. Uh, That's one thing. Um, And a lot of it is just more the, um, you know, the, the basic, the basics of radio in terms of, you know, FCC, licensing you know like the rules and all that a little bit of formatics um you know and again the training class featured and in, in my class i think there were probably 50 of us maybe more um but it, it covered everything from your know, music engineering um it was a little bit of everything so that when you start at the radio station you had a, an idea of you know this is what we do generally and then once you got into the station that's where you learn more of the hands-on stuff um you know how to run the board and um, you know, kind of fine tune what you're interested in doing.
0: Hmm. Do you remember any of your peers from that initial class? And do you remember maybe anybody that you did your tracking with or, or you did some practice announcing with?
1: Jen, the, 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 <laughs> the loose answer is yes. Hmm. Um, in terms of training class, I'm forgetting a lot of their name. Cause in, it's a little harder for me because I was in the training class of my first semester of my freshman year. So everyone that would be of my class, my graduating class, uh, they uh, <laughs> you know they they were either in that first training class or would come in in the subsequent training classes after. And so even at school at RHU I'd lose track of who was actually in my training class and who oh. wasn't. Um, I don't exactly remember who I tracked with. Um, I don't even remember what shows I tracked with. I think I, I must've, um, observed some newsline. um, for some reason, um, the top 40 show comes to mind. Um, but I actually don't remember too much of the tracking process and, and, you know, that transition into, um, getting into the station, um, Mostly because again, my freshman, my first semester of freshman year. So you remember like all the classes and, and the trips with the classes and, um, you know, all the, the fun stuff that comes with, with, uh, a little bit of change.
0: Right. And it must've been overwhelming having a full set of, uh, courses to take and doing this, um, trial by fire training situation. It's, it's gotta be pretty overwhelming
1: for someone who's just starting, uh, at college. Yeah. Plus I was also commuting from Suffolk County. <laughs> so, oh, um, yeah. yeah. so you know, mix that all in and, you know, family dynamics and things going on outside of school and, you know, trying to find, you know, work to pay for school, <laughs> uh, dealing with financial aid and, um, you know, my own health stuff, trying to manage that. Uh, so yeah, it was a lot of, a lot of things going at the same time. Sure. And the, the inevitable, uh, driving around looking for parking, Oh, yeah. That, that, I probably spent half my day doing that. I don't miss that. I tell you no, what. <laughs> no, no. Um, I am uh, grateful that I don't have to deal with that anymore.
0: Right. So, so you go through the training class, you pass, and you are cleared to be on the air. Do you remember your first time behind the board or behind the mic and what you were feeling or what you were thinking or what was going on in your head
1: getting on the air the first time? Yeah, so I don't specifically remember the the first time I was on the air itself or, or which show I was running the board. I was pretty sure the first shift I did um, was with the Italian show. Mm-hmm. Um, and what was interesting about that show was uh, they had a lot of vinyl. Yep. So I had to uh, figure out how to uh, queue up records and uh, get that all going. Um, I know... I, in my first semester, I was involved with the morning show and involved with newsline, um, and so you know, those were probably more of my first appearances doing traffic and weather. Um, I don't know which one came first, the morning show or news. It, probably both the same day, uh, knowing how things were going. Um, and I had done a little bit with sports, but I don't remember how actively involved I was uh, with with that. Hmm.
0: So when do you feel like you started to get comfortable at the station, whether socially with the folks that you're going to be working with for the next few years or in terms of being on the air? When, when did you feel like, yeah, this is the place that I want to be. This, this is, this is it.
1: Probably early on. It was more, it was easier from a social standpoint um, than the on-air perspective. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Uh, you know some parties and and some you know outside of station events that we we did um, helped with that process um, on the air took a little while longer um, just in part it was I guess me trying to find my sound um, and just kind of working with you know other people that were trying to you know have their own not influence uh, but mm-hmm. just their own way of doing things. And um, so it as a matter of figuring just that whole process out and uh, then you have just some of the, uh, not politics in a, in a bad way, but just, um, you know, just the way the different departments are structured and, and managing each of them because the news department was set up very differently than the sports department, um, which is why I ended up in the news department and not the sports department. <laughs> and, and trying to, you know, figure out, well, what is it that I want to do? I mean, for me personally, like if, if you were to ask me in high school, and i had an interest in broadcasting in high school what i'd want to do and i would probably tell you i'd love to be you know baseball play-by-play um but uh getting into college it's like i'm not going to sit here and fight you know 100 other people just to get some airtime when i can just go over to the news department and put get on be put on the air right away and um and i knew that there was more demand pro- professionally for news people than sports people so that's that kind of made that path clear. And um, really the point where I was um, from a performance standpoint most comfortable, definitely after my time as news director, because after my time as news director, I got hired by a radio station um, and you know that that was kind of the confidence that I needed to be like, okay,
0: hmm.
1: <laughs> I know what I'm doing. Um, But, yeah, and there would be moments where I'd feel confident about things and, you know, uh, but there would be other moments where I'm like, "Eh, I'm not sure if that sounded good or if that was how I wanted it to be done.
0: Hmm. Do you remember any of your early assignments uh, for the news department, things that they may have sent you out to cover or interviews you got to do?
1: Yeah, so I think the first news story I went out to, I'm trying to remember the order of them. One of them was... Somewhere, I feel like it was in Mineola or Westbury, somewhere in that area. And it, I think it was Westbury. I think it was someone mm. that won a lotto jackpot. Mm. Um, and I think I went, I forget who I went with. I'm not sure it was Maria Santucci, uh, Maria, well, well she's married <laughs> John <Right>. Santucci. So, <laughs> Maria, uh, or was someone else. I think that may have been the first story. Uh, the other one that could have been the first story was a story actually in Queens. Um, about potholes and uh AAA was doing some event in Queens um and I forget who I went with for that but those were the first two that I remember they may not be the first ones but they're the ones that I remember okay um you talked a little bit about
0: the different structures of the different departments and I imagine for the sports department for the particular games there was sort of a maybe a seniority list or mm-hmm. something like that. Whereas the news department, it's hey, something's going on, you're a warm body, go cover it. Was that was that sort of the difference or was there something else to it?
1: Uh well, uh the sports department was definitely, I mean, uh the way you described it is close, um, but a little bit more extreme. Okay. Uh, so the sports department was definitely more hierarchical. Um, where I mean, seniority was really the biggest thing. And um, they had a little bit of a frat vibe. Um, whereas the news department was just more it felt more merit-based. Um, where, you know, even if you were a sophomore and you were good, you were more likely to to get, you know, the anchor spot on newsline or, or whatever um than you would be if you were a good sophomore on the sports department. Um, so it was more of it was a little and again. There are more pieces that you need for the news department. So it's easier, like, oh, you know, it's easier for me to get, you know, a traffic slot on newsline with the news department than trying to get some slot on one of the sports casts. And typically, um, you know, a lot of people reused on this in the sports department. So uh, and also they're just sheer volume. Um, everyone and their mother wants to do sports, not necessarily everyone and their mother wants to do news. Mm-hmm. And so that was the biggest thing was Uh, For me, I'm not going to sit in a backlog and kind of bide my time for four years just to get to do something as a senior when I could be doing stuff right away in the news department. Hmm. Did
0: you work much with Ed Engels?
1: Yes. So he was the one who did um, our, I guess it was the, they weren't necessarily classes. They were just kind of more like announcing demos. Um, Hmm. So, you know, he would bring, we were in groups so he'd bring a group in and one by one, we'd go in and I think he'd have us read a script. And one of the memories I have of Ed, one of my favorite memories, is I did my thing and he goes, Dennis Foley, that's, uh, <laughs> that's a good radio name right there. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Um, but uh, yeah, so I remember and I'd work with him pretty often um, you know, from from the news uh, line aspect of whether I was a producer as the news director, as an anchor, uh, doing pre-reads with him. Sometimes we do them with Bruce, but typically it was with Ed. Um, and, uh, and then there'd be some sports stuff that I would be involved with that I'd go with Ed. Uh, early on, this is I think, right before we had the Islanders, um, we were doing some Long Island Ducks broadcasts. And so I went to one or two of those with him. Because uh, before, um, I, I personally had a good relationship with the Ducks um, dating back for a few years. So, um, so I, I, that was where my interest was and it was out in Suffolk County and I knew no one wanted to drive out there and I lived out there, so it was easy. Um, but yeah, I worked with Ed pretty often. So you talk about Ed and, uh,
0: John Santucci and Bruce and, and a Mm -hmm. few other names there. Um, who else was, was helpful in your early days getting acclimated to WRI2? And was there anybody that you listened to or you saw the way that they worked and thought, yeah, that's good. I want to do that. Or that's inspirational or something like that.
1: Um, I wouldn't say they were inspirational That's not a knock on them. It, it was more of just because we're all in the same boat, you know, we're all trying to do our own thing. Um, you know, it's, it's not, you know, I, I it's more of you know me trying to find my own way um okay. as opposed to you know being like oh i want to do it exactly like like they do it and there you know some people would have you know tips and advice and all that you know john was a big one john santucci uh from a news aspect um matt Apolitano i worked with a lot uh, veronica kennedy um sam manning was another she was the news director when i joined the radio station um trying to remember. And then, yeah, cause I think it was, uh, when I joined the radio station, Sam Manning was the news director, Veronica and Matt, I think were the assistant news directors, if I remember correctly. And then that following semester, Veronica became the news director. Matt was an assistant news director. And then I became the, the other news director, no, assistant news director. Um, so they, they were helpful, um, in their own way. Um, I'm trying to think of some other names that are probably escaping me, but that was, that was the main core. I mean, Veronica DeSouza was, you know, around, you know, Chris Ortiz, a few other people that were involved with the station and a lot of it, you know, there's the, the, you know, on-air side of things. And then there's the, you know, things outside of the station. So, um, you know, Patty Kreiser, uh, she was (laughs) fun to, I think my first time anchoring Newsline was with Patty. And, um, one of my memories is I think she, she, I think had an embarrassing meltdown on the air, or I forget. I, there was something about the story that she was reading; she, she just just couldn't recompose herself. Mm. And uh, I remember that during my first newscast, I'm like, "Okay, this is gonna, be... <laughs> this is fun." But again, you know, we're trying to be careful. You know, we're you know, this is an educational environment, so. Oh, that's uh, funny. Because I, I, was, I was I was, thinking, as as you're getting your
0: feet wet, as you're trying different things, I was wondering if there were any instances where you got into a situation where you went, oh gosh, what do I do here? Or, you know, this wasn't in the manual. What do I do here? And then you had to kind of figure your way out of it. And that sounds like a situation where, uh, well, they didn't tell me this was going to happen. Was there anything else like that that happened?
1: Well, uh, and for me, it wasn't necessarily that, like, this wasn't in the manual. It was more of... um. I'm pretty independent so uh-huh. uh and I don't think they liked it <laughs> so um that was more more uh I guess my my uh my experience um because you know like I I'm I'm an ideas ideas guy and and a problem solver and so when things come up I just tap dance my way through it sometimes especially in a case like that with Patty um which just we have to tap dance through it and um uh, so, yeah, it wasn't necessarily, you know, the right way or the wrong way. It was just more of, you know, just get through it. And um, it's and, and for me, it's more like a postmortem kind of thing where, mm-hmm. you know, I'll, I'll be like, mm, I don't know if I like the way that was, you know, for me personally, if I if I executed that the way I wanted it to, like I had in my head. Um, and there may be people that disagree with with an idea that I had. I'm like, OK, <laughs> <You> know, whatever. <laughs> so it sounds like uh, if if I
0: remember from earlier, you, you kind of had the idea initially of, of doing sports, but you kind of found your way into news and it Mm kind of suited your talents in the way that, that, uh, you know, without forethought that you kind of fell into the right place and it, it suited where you wanted to go and what you were good at.
1: Yeah. And, and for me, you know, going into that, like I knew I, I could do news. Um, I mean in, in high school, um, You know, I was, again, going to high school in New Hampshire, when you have the primaries up there, you know, I was pretty involved in terms of um, like political coverage and and just kind of just understanding that mindset and and being in that world. Um, So I wasn't it wasn't I wasn't a fish out of water when it came to news. So that wasn't a a surprise to me. Um, It was just more kind of the disappointment of just not having the opportunity to actually explore sports a little bit further.
0: Okay. Um, we have the benefit of hindsight. We have, uh, you know, the experiences that you went through in your four years, um, and, and we have the ability to look back, but I'm going to ask you now, if you could, to go back to your 18 year old self, to your freshman self, as you're getting started at the station or maybe during the training class or, or maybe that first summertime visit, um, can you go back to that point and think, this is what I wanted from WRHU. This is, you know, this is what I wanted to be.
1: Oh, like in terms of like, um, if you know, like seeing me now and after the experience of, of RHU, would 18 year old me, you know, be happy with my decision kind of thing? Sure. Yeah, I would say so. Uh, well, it's definitely like one of those, and it's more because of what happened after college, um, a series of events that I, never thought would ever happen, <laughs> and um you know the people you meet along the way and a lot of it is because of wrhu um i mean uh for me uh, it, the station gave me reps in the batting cage which is what people need in the industry these days if you're trying to get into it hmm. um and you know that was kind of the biggest thing was getting those reps in the batting cage um and really, networking because that's that's kind of how things snowballed after. Well, actually, during college, uh, during my time at R.H.U., uh, because the people that I knew there that led me getting to jobs in certain places, and then at those jobs, they knew people, and that's how it all rolled. And and a lot of people from those jobs after college, I you know they're crucial in what I do today. Um, so so that was the the big thing is is, you know, like eighteen year old me, would I have ever thought that, you know, I'd be at a uh a radio industry event at Hofstra uh after college and you know, just chatting up the morning anchor at ten ten wins, like him, you know, actively seeking me out to chat to chat with at this event. Um, you know, it's I wouldn't have, have thought that. Mm. Um and, you know, and that's partly because I never expected to be in radio, that um, I was never like going to going into, you know, being 18 year old me, I never expected to be walking out of school in a with a career in radio. Um, I thought it'd be something in TV, possibly something in digital, uh, but I never expected to be in radio. Hmm. And, and then
0: here we are all these years later. So that, that's kind of what I was getting at. It, you know, you, a lot of people walk into the station and think, yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I want to walk out with a tape and a resume. And yep. you were, you were sort of open to the experiences to see what would happen.
1: Yeah. And again, cause I walked in wanting to do marketing and, right. and more of the, the business aspects of radio, which I ended up not doing, um, <laughs> so strike on that. But, um, but it, it, it was one of those things where I just kind of things just happen and they just keep happening and I'm here where I am now. Cause they just keep happening.
0: And that is the story, Dennis. These were, these were great stories. Thank you so much for sharing this and, and sharing your time. Uh, I'm really pleased with, uh, with hearing your stories and I'd love to hear more of them sometime.
1: Oh yeah. The, the second half of the story is where it gets really interesting. stay tuned (laughs) call teaser kids